You are listening to Open Mic Spotlight with Heavenly Holt. Open Mic Spotlight is a weekly podcast featuring intimate conversations and performances with both local and touring musicians and artists. Take a closer look at all the wonderful talent and culture the Chattanooga music scene has to offer. Open Mic Spotlight is currently looking for future episode sponsors. Sponsorship benefits include spoken ads on episodes and logos and written ads on iTunes and social media. All funds go directly to the production and marketing of each episode. If you would like to sponsor or hear more details, please contact me at heatherleeholt at openmicspotlight.com. Welcome to another episode of Open Mic Spotlight. Today is a little special. We have some live drums in the house, which is the first time we've ever done that. We have the mailboxes here. Hello. Hi. Hi. So it's good to have you guys here. You want to go ahead and introduce yourselves? My name is Jillian Ivy. I'm Logan, also Ivy. And where are you guys from? We're from Cleveland, yeah, Tennessee, not to be confused with Ohio. Well, before we do a whole lot of talking, we're going to go right into it. We're going to do a song. What are you guys going to play? The first song we're going to play is called Calculations. It's about the preconceived notions you kind of have in your head about who you'll become or what your life will be like and realizing that you can kind of do anything you want. You can... I guess choose your own adventure instead of following maybe the ideas that you got from maybe your parents or society or just from what you made up in your head. Um, but you can do something new and different. So yeah, sounds called Calculations.
Yeah. We did it. You did good. That was great. We've been practicing, so. No, that's fantastic. So that's a new song? Yeah, I mean, new in the fact that it's not recorded, but not new because we've been playing it for a while. It shows. We're really excited about it. I love that song. So you guys are married. Mm -hmm. Totally. We Mm -hmm. totally got married. Almost five You did it. Five? Yeah. Yeah, we're like old married couple now. We're, We're just some, used to each other. Some numbers mm-hmm. in. Um, this year for our wedding anniversary, Logan will be running an ultra marathon. It's true. On the day oh, of our. Oh, you're a yeah. runner. Well, this is a new um, thing for me since I broke my arms. Mm-hmm. Um, He's just a doer. I, I have to do things all the time. Before you broke your arm, uh-huh. what did you do? I did a lot of things. I made stuff, and then um, for like physical things, I would do more uh, calisthenics, like with pull-up bars and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, my younger brother was a when he was around, he was a boulder, um, and so he's he, not dead. He's yeah, just in Georgia. Yeah, yeah, he's he's in Valdosta. He did that a lot, and so I would go with him. Well, here's a question: How'd you break your arm? I fell off a ladder. Oh, you no. broke both um, arms. I broke my left what? elbow and then both bones in my wrist. It, oh, was, pr- no. it was pretty bad. Oh, no. Yeah, it was a year ago yeah. that, that happened. We played, um, what's it called? Nightfall. Nightfall. So <laughs> Logan didn't know what Nightfall was. I didn't. And he was like, I'll just play it one-armed because his, he could play things with his like left right arm, but not with his right. Mm-hmm. And so he's like, I can do it because our friends who usually fill in uh, weren't available and I was like okay are you sure he's like yeah we get there and you know it's like packed out mm-hmm. and Sean so he was Mullins like was playing yeah we opened up for Sean Mullins 90s, and he you know. was like I didn't realize I was going to be playing one arm for like so many people yeah. <laughs> they did a great job it was amazing yeah it was scary like the first song and then afterwards I was did like did you okay. have some video of that I would love to see that I don't know if we do or I not I don't have videos of it did anyone sure. did anyone comment after? Well, it, you know, it's such a big crowd. Uh-huh. Like, I told the audience, oh, like, you know, our drummer just broke his arms. He's playing one arm. But I don't think they believed me because, you know, it's kind of far off. Yeah. Like, most people can't really see what's happening. Uh-huh. Why don't we play another song, and then we're going to talk about how you guys started playing music together. Okay. Do you want to you do one of those covers that you? Yeah. So this next song is one of my favorites. It's called Hear Me Out by Fru Fru. But actually, Logan recommended we do this song because he's really smart. So is this one of the songs that you learned for today? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we, we learned this specifically for today. Maybe, yeah. Maybe we'll play it at our next gig. Which is? Oh, yeah. We have a, we're playing at Stone Cup Cafe in Chattanooga. We're opening up for Bombadil, who's touring through. It's going to be a really special night. There's pre-sale tickets on the Facebook event, which you can find if you follow either Bombadil on Facebook or Stone Cup on Facebook or the mailboxes, which is us. Because we're on the internet.com. Mm-hmm. On all the places you can find. Bands. What date is that again? June twentieth. So it's in a little over two weeks. I think it's on a Wednesday.
That was fantastic. Thanks. That was awesome. There's a little ad lib at the end. Logan, could you tell? Let's do a two-part question. Two-part as in there's two of you. Why don't each of you take a turn and talk about how you got into music to begin with when you were probably a little person? You would be wrong. Ooh, prove it. Tell uh, me. Um, I didn't start playing anything until I was 19. And I played bass for, like, church music, more or less, and just learned from that and then started playing at Lee with different people, learning, like, jazz standards and, and different things like that. And then after that um, is when me and Jillian started playing together. Also, before I even played bass, I was a metal vocalist. Um, so I did that and then started playing bass basically because all my friends at the time played instruments. Um, and they probably needed a bass player. <laughs> they did. <laughs> so I've been playing music since I was very little. I can't even remember probably my first performance. I've been performing on stage since I was like three in church. I think I've always just loved attention. What kind of performing? Like it, like just singing, singing. in mm -hmm. church. I started taking piano lessons at seven, seven years old, and took them. Was that, a, was that a parents forcing you in, or were you one of those kids that were weirdly um, excited about piano lessons? I was excited at first. It was really annoying after learning. You had to, like, spend time working at it. That was the worst. I definitely wanted to quit several times, and my mom was like, nah, you're going to keep doing it because your grandfather's paid for these lessons, and you're pretty good at it. That's a good parent that makes you stick with it. Yeah. I'm really thankful for my mom. She's also a pianist and a singer, so she's really good. Did you have a band in high school? No, I didn't. Um, I think it's more difficult for girls to find people to be in bands with. I mean, I had some friends that were like, yeah, let's be in a band together when I was like in middle school, but none of them could play instruments. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it was kind of like a bust. Like, I was just kind of workhorsing that for a couple sessions, and I was like, you know what? This is really hard. But in high school, I definitely did, like, every talent show possible, so... And then after high school? In college is when the band started, so the mailboxes was kind of a... So my senior year of high school is probably the first time band world came into my life as far as me being involved in it. I had a friend, we were in chorus band together. So I was in the chorus band at one point, so I played piano for the chorus and, like, the show choir. Oh, that's you know, cool. I got into the show choir, but my parents couldn't afford to let me be in the show choir. Mm -hmm. So I was the pianist for the show choir. <laughs> so some of the guys in that, they became the first version of the mailboxes because they were like, do you want to be in a band? I was like, sure, yeah, this is my dream. Of course I want to be in a band. No one's ever asked me to be in a band before. So we started playing together, and I showed them some of my music. They are like, yeah, we're doing this. I was like, okay. So they wanted to be Jillian Spears Band, which is my maiden name. But I didn't really like that idea, so that's when I made up the mailboxes. I love it. Yeah. It's great. It's been kind of what I've played under. And then I met Logan in college, and he started playing for me. He started playing bass for me in college. What did you study in college? <laughs> so many things. I ended up with an art degree with a theater minor, but I definitely went in for music originally. So Where? At Lee University. Oh, okay. Study psychology or theology or, you know, I, I tried all these courses to try to see if there was something else that might, I might be interested in. But I took like a art, an art class and 
I um, got into musical in the school, and I was like, man, I just love art and theater. This is actually what I want to study. Because those were passions of mine that I didn't really get to pursue um, as intensely as music growing up. I could always been a visual artist and loved being... It was something new. Yeah, it was just, I could be excited about it and not feel drained by it. It was just, I'd been studying classical so long, that wasn't where my heart was at. And so I think it gave me a lot of good tools for being an artist beyond you know, the music realm, I think music is an art, so it definitely bleeds over into what it's like to be a band. Um, For sure. Yeah. I loved it. I loved studying at Lee. I loved my professors, and it was, my my parents were like, when are you going to get a real degree and stop finger painting? (laughs) I was like, I don't know, mom. But they're really supportive of my music career, and I love them for that. That's awesome. And for other reasons, like feeding me as a child. They sound like great parents. Honestly. I wish my parents were musicians. My dad is not a musician. Only my mom. Well, I don't know. He likes to sing. But I think he's like, you know how a lot of guys, they'll just sing as a joke? Mm-hmm. So you never know if they could actually sing. Mm-hmm. I think Logan does that too. I totally do that. It's like, I think my dad could sing if he tried, but he like thinks it's funny. <laughs> but my dad gave me an education with music. I mean, he loved Johnny Cash and Bob Dylan which my mom was not. My That's mom's so like, important. My mom's like, the Carpenters, which I love the Carpenters too, but like, you know, she thought Johnny Cash was terrible. Jillian <laughs> also went through um, a dry season where she missed the 90s completely. Oh yeah, I was in one of those families that we could only listen to Christian music. Not like the whole 60s time. Or Christian music. It was like, my parents like really got less and less strict as we grew up, and I was four out of five kids. So my older siblings probably got it worse than me. Mm-hmm. But when they got older, they got into cool music, and they passed it along to me, like Weezer and The Strokes and The Shins. I, like, stole all their CDs out of their high school bedrooms when mm-hmm. I was, like, a kid. They hated me for it, but it was an education I needed. Yeah. My dad worked for – he's a pastor now, but he worked for, like, churches, and so he would give me, like, all these free Christian CDs. But my dad also gave me my first Regina Spectre CD. It was crazy because he usually gave me like classical music or anything Christian you can think of. Let's do another song and then we're going to talk about these influences a little more. This next song is called Talk to Me if you're interested. It's on our record Red Flags which is on Spotify, iTunes, Bandcamp, everywhere music is. We are there. Um, YouTube, MySpace, just kidding, not MySpace. Um, But yeah, it's on our record Red Flags. And it's one of our favorite ones to play. It's really fun. Good, good. This is a Verizon commercial from the past. Or a Sprint commercial from the present. Hmm?
That's a good song. We have that one on an album, too. Yeah, that's what I just said when you were walking in. Yeah. I, I listened to that one earlier on okay, Apple Music. Yeah. And it is a lovely song. Let's go back to your influences. So, yeah, my dad gave me that Regina Spector CD when I was... Did that, like, change your life? Yeah, it totally did. I remember, like, Weezer totally changing my life. Um, I was obsessed with Reliant K growing up. Yeah, my dad, it was really funny. He was like, I have this Russian pianist I want you to listen to. So in my head, I'm like, okay, it's going to be like some classical music, Dad. Um, and it was Regina Spector. And I was like, what is this? This is so weird. I'd never heard anything like it before. And Samson was my favorite song, but the rest of them totally grew on me. And I think it was the first time that I thought like, oh, like, you can, you know, you can play piano and sing, and that's, like, that's what you could do as, like, your band. Because I think whenever you you grow up and you just see dudes with guitars, that's what you expect. You know, I didn't really have a vision for what someone like me would look like up on a stage until her, and then got really into Fiona Apple. It was another big influence. Ingrid Michaelson, Imogen Heap, all those ladies. Logan, let's talk about... I, I suppose there's some metal influences coming. Uh, I uh, <laughs> feel like pretty all over the place. My parents worked um, opposite shifts. My mom usually worked third shift, so my dad would work in the day, and then he would feed us dinner, and then he would he had this big stereo, and so like after we ate, it was just like party time basically, mm-hmm. and so he'd crank up basically 70s hard rock more or less um and 80s so led zeppelin van halen queen all that stuff and we just go crazy until it was bedtime and then i'd I'd usually go to sleep first and then like my little brother would stay up and goof off for a lot longer but i could sleep with the sound system blaring pretty hard and my dad thought that was so funny so we listened, yeah, we got to listen to a bunch of stuff early on. And my dad really liked Lenny Kravitz, like old Lenny Kravitz. And then we would watch VH1 a lot. So I really liked it a lot. Um, Matchbox 20 and Sugar Ray is a, is a deep guilty pleasure of mine to this day. Once I got into high school, um, I felt like I had a lot of energy to displace. And that was where like metal really came in. Um, it was just like so intense that I don't know. It um, it just I guess filled something that I wasn't outwardly expressing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think that's a good way to put it. And you were just vicariously living. Yeah, pretty much emotionally. So, so yeah, I I would listen to that, and I just got so pumped on it, and started learning all the songs and stuff like that. And then Club Fathom in Chattanooga was really big at the time. I don't know if you were familiar with that. I, I, I never went, but I, I have heard through the podcast a lot about this Club Fathom. Yeah. So when I was working at a restaurant and um, a couple older friends worked there too, and they are like, you need to start coming to shows because they found out that I like metal too. So the like first day I went, I was just like I lost it because I was like I want to do that. Mm-hmm. Like it's just it's as crazy as it is to watch a music video or something. If you're there, oh, you just feel it so much more. Um, and it was like the group of people at the time was a lot different too. It was a very inviting 
not that it isn't now, but it went through a phase, I feel like. But it was very inviting uh, group of people. Yeah, I, I just listened to that a lot, and I just got really excited by it. And so I got out of high school, and a lot of people were really getting into metal at the time. And I would just, like, yell in my car all the time, <laughs> you know, like anywhere I would drive or something. It was just what I did. He's really good at yelling, you guys. <laughs> Honestly, um, I don't say that as his wife. I say that as someone who's watched him perform. <laughs> I remember yeah. seeing him for the first time. We were dating when I saw him yell for the first time. And I was like, oh, this all makes sense. Yeah. Because, oh. you know, he when we were dating, he had all the tattoos. Not as many as he has now, but a lot compared to other people that I dated before. Um, and I was like, man, why do you have all these tattoos? Like, what's up with these stretched ears? And then... You go see him in his element, and you're like, oh, this all makes sense. And, like, his presence, his stage presence was just amazing. I was super, like, wow, impressed. All the girls were staring at me, like, who are you? Why are you here? Get away from the beautiful metal vocalist. He's ours. I know. We want him. I, I was like, no, no, I'll take him. There are, yeah, there are definitely funny instances in the band that she's referring to specifically where people would say, I love you, yell, I love you to me. <laughs> it just happens when you're a beautiful, tattooed man who can yell at people. Um, Let's do another song. Yeah. What do you want to do? Um, do you want to do a cover? Let's do a cover. Yeah. Okay. We're going to do... That's a cover. We've played it a few shows now. Um, yeah, it's Dreams by the Cranberries. Um, love this band. Love the song. It's just my heart feels so many things.
I'm so glad you did that cover. I love that song. I love singing that song. You have a great voice. It's true. I'm always surprised, honestly. Like, I just will go, you know, days without practicing. Sometimes even weeks, feels like. And then she sings. So do you guys have day jobs? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Trying to quit them currently. <laughs> We're working on it. We have a plan. What's um, your day job? So I've had tons of day jobs. My most recent day job is I teach online. I teach Chinese students English online in the very early mornings. So they're adorable children, and I wake up at like 5 or 6 in the morning and say, Hello, my name is Teacher Jillian. What's your name? Is it different kids every day? Um, You have return kids. So it's like 30-minute sessions, um, one kid each session. So... You could get totally new faces most of the time, but some kids you see over and over again. If they like you, they'll come back. So, And also, this is plugging myself. If you want that job, you should message me because I get money for referring people. We're trying to get to where we're going to be traveling most of the time, mm-hmm. playing music and or through hiking, because we found a new passion. Oh, yeah, let's talk about hiking. Yeah, mm-hmm. so Logan loves outside a lot. Like, he just is a better person outside and feels better and thinks better. And I think everyone probably does, but Logan especially feels that really hard. So I'm totally an indoor cat. Like, I want to be an outdoor animal, but to be honest, I've just spent... My parents didn't let me do sports, really. They were like, get good at piano and singing. This is what you're good at. So Logan's been really encouraging to me to kind of help me get out out of my comfort zone and push me with athletic ability and new interests, and it's been really helpful because I feel like, you know, I think it's healthy to teach kids to do things that they're not good at or that might not necessarily come super easy to them Mm -hmm. Um, because it could be a skill that they love and will develop later on. You're not always, you know, amazing at the things you end up loving at first. So we've been doing a lot of hiking, and it's been Logan's goal to hike the John Muir Trail before he turns 30 in a couple years-ish. I got it. I turned 29 this year. So. so it's almost, you know, you're in... Yeah. And that's out in California? Yeah, mm-hmm. it's in the Sierras. You want to talk about the journey it is? It is 220-something miles, 24. We've been getting all this gear, and we've just been so excited to use our gear, and I've just fallen in love with outdoor things and outdoor gear and clothes. It's just like, wow, this is so useful. And Logan, you can talk about how you kind of found the gear useful for music stuff, too. So, like, the trail itself, it starts in Yosemite and then goes up to Mount Whitney. That's where it ends, which is, like, 14,000 feet, I think. We were about to go on this last tour last year. Um, I think we started it in April. Yeah. And we met uh, David who's a, a good friend of ours now, David and Patience. Patience was going to go on tour with us and be our, our merch person for free. So we were like, yeah, totally. We got to meet David. They were dating at the time. David had worked at Yosemite as a park ranger part-time. Mm-hmm. And so I got to talk to him, and I was like, man, this is like very feasible at this. I don't know. It just set it into reality a lot more for me at that point in time. So I started looking into the necessities because I've never, like, hiked for that long or like camped for that long it was usually like three or four days would be my max i get excited to to see the ingenuity of gear and how you can make it easier on yourself with like nice 
nice things and yeah. like so, useful things that we can also take on tour with us. Like light gear also translates into light van weight when we're driving and you know, healthy food storage and we can cook in our little camp stove and uh, so many cool things we can yeah. use on the road. Right before we went on that tour was when I started buying stuff for this trip. I, you know, found underwear that you can just wash in the sink and they're like antimicrobial. Yeah, you don't take a lot of showers on tour, Um, so it's like camping, but in a van. Right. I wouldn't, I didn't have to bring that much clothing. Mm -hmm. Um, Like my backpack compared to everyone else's was so small. So we have one more song? Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. No problem. no problem. Are there any upcoming things that you want to mention before? Just again, we have a show June 20th at Stone Cove Cafe. It's going to be a good one. Get your pre-sale tickets at the Facebook event. Um, we also have a show in July coming up at JJ's um, at the end of the month. And then, yeah, we're working on a new record. Find us on the internet. Uh, we're going to be doing amazing things. At least that's what we're trying to do. They have the Facebook and the Instagram and everything. Mm-hmm. We're on want. the internet. My name's Jillian. We pretty much play Flying Squirrel once a oh, month. Oh, yeah, we're playing fi- Flying Squirrel this month. It's, um, you guys heard of Flying Squirrel? The it's, brunch gig? Yeah, mm-hmm. we play the brunch gig there, and it's always actually really fruitful. We always meet amazing people yeah. and have a really great time, and the people there are really kind to us, and so we're really grateful for that. Wow. Anyways, yeah, thank you for having us. Yeah, thank you so much for coming and for being flexible flexible with the, the studio set up here. That yeah. Is Oh, yeah, it's been great. We're going to play the our hit song, Mortgages. It's not <laughs> recorded yet, but we're banking on it to make us all the money. Is that why you called it Mortgages? No, we called it Mortgages because <laughs> we couldn't get a mortgage. When we tried to get a mortgage for the first time years ago, when we were it was earlier on in our marriage, and just realizing that like life as an artist doesn't necessarily lend to like the things you want as an adult human being, um, but also just trying to find... Instead of, it's it's like a mixed emotion song, like part of it is like, wow, this is really sad, and the other part of it's like, yeah, but I can take the opportunity to make something new, um, or try something different, so just trying to get back to... Silver linings. Yeah, like trying to get back to the innocence of being a kid and feeling free, um, but it's better as an adult, though, because you can actually do whatever you want, because as a kid, you're controlled by parents, but trying to get the innocence back without the parent control, mm-hmm. you, guys, you guys feel me? Yeah. So yeah, this is mortgages. Thank you guys so much. Thank you. Let's pretend we're kids. 
talent you hear on Open Mic Spotlight. It would be a huge help. 